Reading from the Chaitanya Bhagavat, Adi uh, Ancha 4, text 441. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Madhava Purira Aradhanara Divase Sarvasvanikshape Kari Advaita Harishe. Since then, Advaita joyfully celebrates Madhavendra Puri's appearance day every year. Omigana Timarandasya Gananjana Shalakaya Chaksur Unmulatamyena Tasmai Sri Gurave Namaha Sri Chaitanya Manobhistam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadamayam Dadati Sapadantikam Panchakalpa Tarubyas Chakrapa Sindhu Bhayevacha Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Namaha Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda, Sri Advaita Gadadhar Shivas Adi Gaur Bhaktavinda. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Rama Hare Hare. So greetings from Sridham. Mayapur. I have to say I am immensely enjoying my stay here in a welcoming, very large Vaishnav community. Every day I take lunch at a different per person's place. Um, and uh, I do a lot of walking. Uh, you know, I once wrote an article called I Hate Country Walks. Different people have different samskaras, but anyway, it, it was some post I wrote many years ago. But here, I kind of love country walks because it's really an udipan. In bhakti, there's something called udipan. Udipan means to light something. So there's something that lights your devotion, which reminds you of, of Krishna. So just walking, I'm, I'm walking. I walk out of the place I am in Gornaga and I go towards the temple and then I make a left. There's a, a street with nice new... Uh, three or four story housing complexes. Gornaga is a little bit of a mess here with these big houses and things. Where I live is nice. And then I go to Tarampur Road that goes from the Ganga almost up to the Yoga Put. I make a right and then there's a street where you can go back towards the uh, Mayapur Gurukul or you can go and I go all the way down this street 
make a right to the Jalangi and along the Jalangi I take a left. And uh, that's where I took lunch. But w walking along there in the forest, um, it is Udipan. It really gives you inspiration that this is where Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's uh, Leela took place. So here he says, since then, so it, it since then is when we were following Lord Chaitanya's journey after he took sannyas, before he settles in, in Jagannath Puri, and he's in Shantipur, and that's very near Navadweep, and the devotees eagerly come to see him. And that's the house of Advaitacharya. And then it's the appearance day of Madhavindra Puri, who is the guru of Advaitacharya. And Advaitacharya is the god brother of Ishvara Puri. So it's, it's Lord Chaitanya is the grand disciple uh, maybe the great grand disciple of Madhavindra Puri. And in the CC, I described this before, he's described as basically the root of the trunk of, of um, our kind of lineage. Everything really is stemming from his mood of deep love for Radha Krishna and deep um, separation. And it describes within this story, they're remembering why Advaita took initiation from Adavindra Puri, because it was a lonely time for Vaishnavas in that time, in the sense that Vaishnavism was practically lost and mostly there were shaktas, materialists, and impersonalists. And, but Advaitacharya was, was a staunch Vaishnav. And when he saw Madhavindra Puri, he could recognize all these symptoms of devotion. You know, our, our bhakti, Jiva Goswami said this, our level of devotion is exactly commensurate or equal to our desire to hear about Krishna. Um, so he meets this Madhavindra Puri who has this incredible desire to, to, to chant and hear about Krishna. And he's developed this level of devotion where there's so many ecstatic symptoms and Advaitacharya sees his guru. <laughs> he sees that this is, this is where God is going to speak to him. And that's really what guru is. It's Krishna reciprocating with the desire in someone's heart for the absolute truth. And he responds to that, for that person's desire, that seeker, the person seeking for truth by 
manifesting the truth in terms of one of his representatives. Prabhupada, uh, in the purport, he called this the transcendental system. The transcendental system, it's actually a network. It's a very sophisticated network, but it's based on the super soul in one's heart. So God in his heart, God in our heart, he sees us and he reciprocates with our desire, our spiritual desire, by directing Sarvastya Chaham Hidi Sunni Vishto Matasmatir Gyanam Aponam. I'm situating everyone's heart, and for me comes remembrance, forgetfulness, and knowledge. He reciprocates with that person's desire and heart by inspiring another person who has become fixed in devotional service, Brahmanishtam, um, and has realized the Shastras, he inspires that person somehow or other to, uh, by the transcendental system, this communication of the super soul, it's really not from one super soul to another. There's one super soul that's reflected in everyone's heart. But that one super soul that's reflected in everyone's heart can speak to each individual person. So because he's everywhere, it's a perfect system. And so he inspired Madhavindra Puri to come to reciprocate with this strong desire of Vibhata Acharya to taste and distribute bhakti. And it was an ecstatic meaning. And, and since that time, when Advaita Acharya took initiation, since that very time, every day, he every year, he celebrated the appearance day. We call that Vyasa Puja, where the spiritual master uh, teaches his disciples to worship the his uh, the worship the guru by worship, but by the spiritual master worshiping his lineage. And we know from the songs of Bhaktivinotakur, Madhavatiti Bhakati Janani, the days of Lord Hari give birth to devotion. Um suddenly some bhakti comes out. You know, we're all seeking that. My realization this morning when I'm sitting and chanting, and it's almost my New Year's resolution or something like that, is that um, it's not enough to do bhakti. You have to feel bhakti. <laughs> it's not just doing an activity. It's the consciousness in which we do an activity. Of course, just by doing an activity, there is a certain consciousness involved to please Krishna. But you not, not only want the consciousness to start the activity, you want it to pervade the activity. We, we Those who are second initiated, we chant mantras, diksha mantras. And those mantras are specifically for that. Pioji. Uh, Um, one second. Piyodiyat. 
we want to be enlivened. We want to be enthused. We want the, the object of bhakti to do something in our hearts, whether it's the holy name, whether it's the deities, whether reading is a book, whether seeing a Vaishnava. We want that to stir our hearts with the desire to serve and be very enthusiastic. So that was kind of my prayer. Because it says in, in the Bhagavatam that, that if that doesn't happen to a person after chanting the holy name, his heart is still framed. His heart is still framed. And, and, and specifically, what, what Advaitacharya was, was observing him out of Indra, he'd see a cloud that had a, a, a kind of a blue color. He saw a cloud that would have kind of a blue color and um, he would he would be inspired about Krishna. So this has to be, you know, it has to be all our inspiration that we really should have some feelings in our hearts that our, our service is not just mechanical, but there's real devotion. Um, anyway, he's celebrating and this, this festival, Madhavatiti Bhakati Jani, and this is his connection to Krishna. And there's an immense sense of gratitude with that connection. And he wants to worship, express his love. And, and, and when you, how do you express your love? Love means you try to please, and, and pleasing means you offer the best. That's what 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 that's that's the principle of Sri Radha. When the essence of the Ladini Shakti is Krishna Prem, when Krishna Prem is heightened to the highest, it's Mahabhav. And Mahabhav and Sri uh, Radha is Mahabhav Sarup. She is the form of that. And what is the form of that? It's everything pleasing possible in the embodiment of one person composed of the intention to please another person. That's what Sri Radha is. She wants to please God and she has the energy to do so. And she manifests wonderful behavioral, behavioral, behavioral and physical qualities that are the epitome of, of, of beauty and consciousness, but the intention behind them, their, their composition is, I love you, and therefore I want to please you. And, 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 and this is bhakti. I, I went to this um, for lunch, such sweet, relationships and devotion you develop over the year. So there's one, when I used to go to Russia, this one group of devotees used to visit me when I would give class in Shanti Shakti, the place that I kind of have in Russia. And, and the family was led by this 
powerful, it wasn't just a family, it was friends, by this powerful, powerful matriarch. And somehow or other, someone bought Radha Krishna deities and then another set of Radha Krishna, these are full sets of Radha Krishna deities. And she wanted to worship it. And she asked her, her guru. I think her guru was Naranjan Swami. He said, you can worship him if you keep this, the, you know, the temple standard. <laughs> you keep the temple standard, you know, so many offerings a day, etc." And she said, yes. And she kept this incredible standard and, and the beauty of these Radha Krishna deities. And then they were in Mayapur and the time I come to Mayapur, there's no other, because all the senior Iskan Vaishnavas, they come during Gorpanima and I come in some, you know, December or January. I don't think there's any others Sanyasi or, and they, they invite me every year and they're so grateful. So I went there and, and the standard, you can see the devotion manifest in, in the beauty of these deities and the prasadam that's offered. <laughs> so that's bhakti and it's, it's manifest in a birthday a spiritual birthday where you want to offer the best. And bhakti sanjayate bhakti. <laughs> bhakti produces bhakti. Of course, Jiva Goswami, he, he mentions in the bhakti sandarbha, I always thought it was an interesting point. He said, just like we worship Krishna, do we think that Krishna is a historical personality? <laughs> so similarly, the great acharyas, they're not historical personalities. As you can approach Krishna now, you can approach them now. And somehow or other, their, their blessings are there. So these days, and also the concept of festivals um, where it gives an opportunity to engage so many people in devotional service. Um, I forgot who, who, who said this or something. I forgot where I rested. But especially for, for Grihastas, festivals are so important. And really Prabhupada taught us how to do festivals. The best, or for the best from the flowers to the food, to how many preparations and everybody's engaged in devotional service. So there's gonna be a description how someone like Madhavendra Puri respected his guru, uh, Advaita Chari respected his guru Madhavendra Puri by divine arrangement that auspicious day arrived. And actually Madhavendra Puri has come. And Advaita happily began to make arrangements for the occasion. That's bhakti. What bhakti is, is not just service. Bhakti is a liking for service. That is bhakti. When you actually fold your hands like this 
and actually mean it. This mudra means these hands that have been used selfishly are now for service. Just like the cowherd boys, when they came to the Brahmins, the Brahmins were not Vaishnavas. So they didn't have a taste for service. So they came with service. And, and what does it say? Bhadrante. This is the most auspicious thing for you. This is the faith of a devotee that the greatest blessing is service. It's not burdensome. It's the thing that you, you aspire for the most. And that's what advanced devotee is. And that's what Prabhupada taught. He taught, the, he taught devotional service. And the spiritual master is expert in finding the nectar devotion introduction says that in fi finding the ways and means to engage the disciple in service. Because the mind will follow the body. So service is, is you put your body where your mind, we you want your mind to go. So he would happily, happily begin to make arrangements. Sri Gaur Sunda and his associates all felt great happiness on that, on that auspicious day. So everyone felt great happiness on that auspicious day. Yeah, you know, we can't lose, we can't lose the, what Prabhupada has given us and what he's taught us. And, you know, he, he taught us, he taught us the disciples Vyas Puja. He, he, taught, he taught the disciples festivals. And I, I remember this is, a, this story maybe no one else knows about Prabhupada. I, I think it's, it was on Govardhan Puja in Vrindavan. And there was financial, now India has so much money. It's not just the temple, devotees. Everybody has so much money here in India. I feel like America is like a poor country compared to India now. Even the devotees, they seem to. And, but we're very poor. So, so the temple was going to make two preparations on Govardhan Puja. And then it, the, the, it came to Prabhupada's attention. He said, no, I want every preparation cooked in the Krishna book. And he sent his personal cook, I think her name was Palika, down to the kitchen. And he sent Pradyumna with a Krishna book to see that every, and I remember that feast. I remember that feast that was cooked. So that's a festival. I remember this is one time I, I went to East Germany just before they took down the Iron Curtain. And it was like going from color to black and white. <laughs> it was almost, East Germany was black and white and West Germany was like color. So I, I went and I, I went to one home and, uh, you know, I was explaining to them what Rathiatra is, how it was a big festival in the West. And 
I had done a program the day before. They said, oh, like we did yesterday? And there was a subji and a sweet, and that was the feast. <laughs> That's what they thought a festival was. So, she, so, um, Satiti Puja Bari Acharya Gosai Yata Sajak Karilena Tara Antanai Antan N Nai No. There was no end to the arrangements made by Advaita Gosai to celebrate that occasion. I'm getting very excited to actually, um, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of writing a book now that I wanted to write for many years, but now I've taken it very, very seriously on a guide to Vaishnav behavior based on the Chaitanya Charitamrita. I think I explained this to people before. But there's so many examples, and this is Chaitanya Bhagavat, how we live as devotees. There was no end to the arrangements made. That's Prabhupada's mood. <laughs> there's no end to the arrangements made. The best in the house for Krishna. And nana dik in all directions, hoite, saja, lajya, asite, hena nohi jane ke anaye kong. Ingredients flowed in from all directions. No one knew who brought them or where they came from. So somehow or other, I've seen this many times where there's a desire. Krishna manifests the facility to fulfill that desire. So festivals are very, very important. The appearance days of great acharyas are very, very important. And his way to acharya is showing his love for his guru. Madhavindra Puri Prati Priti Sabakar Sabe Lalena Yate Yogya Arika. Since everyone had love for Madhavindra Puri, they all accepted appropriate responsibilities. So this was their devotion. And therefore, the activities, they, they willingly took up the activities because it's auspicious and it's happy. Happiness is a heart filled with devotion. We're conditioned to think that happy, happiness is things, the senses, and putting ourselves in a position to feel superior. But actually happiness is none of those things, unless they're connected to increasing the love in our hearts. So happiness is a heart filled with devotion. And accepting responsibility um, in love is a great sense of devotion. I, I, I remember I had one sense of that. One time, a friend of mine met the principal of the Indian Military Academy in the British Council Library in Delhi. And then he got his contact and I connected with, con con contacted him and he invited me up. 
And he was the principal of the Indian Military Academy, which you can have like a third world country, but you don't have a third world army. And, and, and the officers in those armies, they were all high class Brahmins and Kshatriyas. So I remember I, I came and just a young guy with a, my dunda, and I, I and it's 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 they say it almost has more subjects and courses than any university in the world. It's very sophisticated. So they you know I I got to the front. You couldn't get in. They make a call and they put me in a military jeep. And I, I, I met this person. I think I told this story before. It was very inspiring. And the Indian Military Academy is in Derdun, which is on the foothills of the Himalayas. So in the principal's house, you know, you sit outside and you can see the Himalayas. It's very beautiful. So somehow or other, I, I preached to him. But one thing I remember, he said, you want, you want to meet the person who trains all our soldiers? He's my neighbor. I said, yes. So his name was Colonel Balsar. I'll never forget. And he came out and it was like, this guy was so inspiring. I mean, just seeing him, if he said charge, I would have like followed behind him. So he looked at me and he said, you know, there wasn't much technology then. He said, would you, can I play you a tape? from the 50th Jubilee of the Indian Military Academy from our sound and light show? And I said, yes. And then he turns on the tape. And the first thing that said says is, Arjuna, pierce the eye of the fish. And I was going, what the hell is this? He said, dare dune. Dare means place, dune means dronacharya. The Indian Military Academy, it's such a coincidence, but it's very... The British needed to find a place to train the soldiers. They're not going to do it on, on, on the, you know, the, the desert of Rajasthan. So they needed a place with temperate climate. So they found a place. <laughs> and the place just happened to be their doom because it was the same place where Dronacharya had his ashram and trained Arjuna and, and like that. So he, you know, it was, it, he, so he told the whole story of the Indian Military Academy. And then on the way back, I remember I felt so satisfied for Prabhupada. I went up and I, you know, preached. And this person from the Indian Military Academy for a while, he, he retired and he, and he joined this guy. So it was like, a, really, I felt like, so I, and on the way back, I'm on a bus. We didn't live like we live now in India with cars and things. There's no... I got on a bus and so I'm sitting on the back of the bus. It's very dusty and bumpy. And I, you know, I'm squeezed in there with my dunda. And I have an old man on one side and an old lady on another side who seemed to be coughing with tuberculosis or something like that. And it's like, so, you know, but I actually felt, you know, because I had the sense I'm not doing this for myself. <laughs> I don't ride in an Indian bus for 10 hours in the back, sitting next to an old man with tuberculosis for myself. It was a burden of love for the mission. And there was a great sense of joy in that. A great sense of joy. So they all accepted 
appropriate responsibilities because they had love. And now it says what responsibilities they had. Mother Sachi took the responsibility of cooking and the wives of the Vaishnavas agreed to help her. Nityananda Prabhu, Varasantosha Para, Vaishnava Pujite, Laina Adhikar. Nityananda Prabhu is unlimitedly happy. He took the responsibility of worshiping the Vaishnavas. So I've been to many functions in India, traditional functions, and they do a very interesting thing. When they have the speakers, the senior, the most senior Vaishnava, they distinguish in some way, usually with a little wood rickety table, maybe with a little glass with a flower on it or something, but they distinguish him because this is the system. It's hierarchical. <laughs> Knowledge comes down, but everyone is worshiped and they do it with chandan and a marigold and they put a little chandan paste on people and they may offer a garland. So Nityananda was in charge of that. Someone said, I will grind whatever sandalwood paste is required. Another said, I will make flower garlands. This is love, and love entails service, seva. Of course, I can repeat that definition from the introduction of bhakti sandarbha. Bhakti is best expressed in seva, which is loving responsiveness to the Lord through the faculties of the mind, body, and words. Someone else said, I will bring the water. Another person said, my duty will be to clean the place. Those who have bhakti like service and they're searching for it. And those who like to enjoy and control avoid service or do it begrudgingly because they don't have a taste for it. Someone said, my responsibility to be, would be to wash the feet of all the Vaishnavas. Someone prepared flags, someone put up the canopy, someone brought the ingredients to the storeroom and someone distributed them. Kata Jani Lagila Karita Shankirtan Anande Korena Nitya Ari Katajan. Some devotees, began kirtan and some danced in ecstasy. Spontaneity does not mean disorganization. It just means you do things out of love. And I mean, the you know, one classic example is Lord Chaitanya in the Rathiatra, how he organized the kirtans personally with a lead singer and a dancer and a, you know, two madungas and you know, the party responding.
Even Krishna has an astaka lila smara. He does things at regular times of the day. But the inspiration for it is love. Some of the devotees chanted the name of Hari and Kirtan, while some blew conch shells and some rang bells. Some of them engaged in preparing the ingredients for worship, while someone took the role as the head pajari. A mata parananda rase bhakti gana shabe karena karya yara yem, being absorbed in the mellows of transcendental happiness. All the devotees engaged in various activities according to their desires, not selfishly according to their desires, but there's a, 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 a sense that what you do best, uh, what you do best can, can, will be the most pleasing to Krishna. And a lot of times it can be done with the most devotion. Because whatever you like best, you can generally offer with the most devotion. One time there was a, a the most learned scholar in Vrindavan. And I, I saw the transcript of some Western devotees asking him questions. So generally, you know, a lot of times they want to ask questions that um, minimize ISKCON. That a lot of times you go to someone outside and you, you know, you're looking for someone new, you're not satisfied, you have some issues. But when you ask questions to a scholar, you can't, you can't manipulate them. They're, they're neutral. That's the nature of a scholar. They're going to answer according to Shastra. So it was so interesting. They asked him the question, can we offer pizza to Krishna? And I said this before, probably asked the question because that would be a good one to criticize Iskand. They're not traditional. It's just, you know, the MVT, that's their Sadhu Sangha. You know, it's not. So they asked him this and his answer was very interesting. He said, whatever, and now it has parameters, obviously, but understand the principle. He said, whatever you like best, you can offer with the most devotion. So you can see if someone comes, if you go to a South Indian's house, they're going to want to offer doshas and, and Italy's. And you go to an Italian's house, they want to offer, you know, pasta. And like I, I went today to a Russian's house. You want to hear? I'll tell you the menu right now. Oh my God. They were cheese pierogies about this big. There was a potato cake. There was a big pepper stuffed with rice. There was, I'm going to make a joke, and I, I, I live to tell the story. And then there was these kind of patties, and then there was an eggplant stuffed with, with cheese. And then there was some shish kebab with raw, with just olives and things. And then there was a salad, and then there was some soup. And, uh, 
And they were so ecstatic. They offered to their deities and offered to me because this is what they think is best and they can offer it the most devotion. So they were engaged in various activities according to their own desires because it's, it's not that I just like it, it's that I do this well. And therefore I can offer it with so much devotion. This purport seems interesting. The various devotees began to display their skills in the worship of Madhavendra Puri during the grand festival of the Dvaita and Gora's meeting. If those who pass their days relishing palatable foods and display laziness for the service of the Supreme Lord, rather than accepting the responsibility of serving during the present festivals, read this portion, you will understand that Gorsunda Nityananda and Advaita festival is not meant for sense gratification, like ordinary festivals of the Karmis. Sri Gaudiamat does not encourage such non-Vaishnav festivals. The grand festivals of the Gaudiamat are always celebrated by enthusiastic devotees with life. But ignorant persons say the festival organizers with life must save, anyway. Nothing could be heard in the four directions other than the names of Hari and the instructions to eat, drink, take, or give. The sound, Shanka, Ganta, Madanga, Mandira, Karatal, Sankirta, Shange, Dwani, Bajay, Vishal. The sound of Sankirtan accompanied by Kanshels, Bells, Madanga, Madiras, and Kartals was tumultuous. In their transcendental ecstasy, no one displayed external consciousness. The house of Advaita thus transformed into the abode of Vaikuntha. So how do you translate the house to the abode of Vaikuntha? Enthusiastic service. It transforms everything into spiritual life. It's just like, I think one time, maybe Jayapataka Swami has asked a question. What's the difference between an ISKCON temple and the Holy Dham? And he gave a very, a very interesting example. He said, you have a country like the Netherlands. It's below the sea level. That's why they have the dikes. So it's very easy to irrigate. It's natural where if you, you can also bring water on top of a, a, a mountain and irrigate it, and it's the same, but one is dependent on the effort of the people and another one is naturally like that. But when there's the effort of the people, it becomes the same. So it's the same thing with a temple in the Dham. The Dham is naturally bhakti. It's not dependent on the people there. It has its own potency. The temples become exactly the same, but it's dependent on the people to create that. So when they do create that, and what is, and what is that mood that people are serving? So, is transformed into Vaikuntha. 
Sri Gorsunda personally wandered around checking the arrangements with great satisfaction. Apane Sri Gorachandra Parama Shantosh Sambradera Sajadeki Bulina Hari. Such a word is used again, the ingredient, how everything was prepared for the service of Krishna. Um, so Lord Chaitanya was going around and checking everything to maintain this complete atmosphere. I'm reading a lot more than I usually do because it's mostly narration. There's not so many philosophical points, but again, I'm trying to make something out of it. And um, this is at the level of rasa. You're reading, well, we're always reading to relish. I, I, I remember when Borijan Prabhu went to Radha Govinda Swami, a great Bhagavatam scholar in the line of Prabhupada and asked him, how do you prepare for your classes? He said, I don't, I just relish. So there's a certain inspiration from, from relishing this because it's Chaitanya chart. This is Chaitanya Bhagavat, but it's the character of the life force and immortality. It's just service. And, 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 and that's a certain energy that's created. Um, even saying that now, I'm just like, I'm just having those memories. Whenever, you know, there's intense retreats or intense festivals and intense service, it becomes a point where you're, there comes a point when you're intensely serving that initially you're using your senses to, you know, to serve to create a devotional atmosphere, to engage in a devotional atmosphere. And then there comes a certain time where it goes beyond that. You're living in that atmosphere and being inspired by that atmosphere because Krishna's internal potency enters so powerfully through the devotees who are engaged in this intense service Everywhere people are serving. So everywhere there's this consciousness of bhakti, loving responsiveness to the Lord. The faculties of the mind, the words of the kirtan, karma of the work is the service. Manasa, the mind is just so engaged in thinking of Krishna. They're so inspired when you see the devotees and there's people cooking and there's people cutting vegetables and there's people making decorations with flowers. And then the kirtan is going on. So it becomes non-different than the spiritual world. And then you feel it and you become inspired. So Lord Chaitanya is now walking around. It's amazing what he sees. He sees devotion. When you go into a temple and you see a flower decoration, you just don't see colors. You don't just smell fragrance. You see and feel and smell devotion. 
you look at the deity, it's very beautiful, but it's not looking at an ordinary statue or looking at a fashion show. You're looking at a manifestation of love. When devotees offer their best, their devotion becomes manifest into sights. Their devotion becomes manifest into fragrance. Their devotion becomes manifest into taste. And then you get to share that. And that's the, that's the secret of kirtan. When someone with, with, with devotion chants, uh, my friend Satyahari, he wrote this article in the Vaishnav Journal about kirtan. He gave the best definition of kirtan. When the bhava in the heart is expressed by the discipline of music, without the bhava, there's not kirtan. Kirtan's not music. It's, it's not a discipline of music. It's, it's an expression of love through the discipline of music. And when that is expressed, that person's heart becomes manifest in sound so that when you hear it, you not only hear a sound, you feel that person's heart. And it's the same thing with the person who decorates the deities. You're not just seeing a sight, you're seeing the person's consciousness being manifest in, in something to please Krishna that's very beautiful. Or when you taste prasadam, you can taste the love. So now Lord Chaitanya, he's so ecstatic and now he's, he's checking everything. He wants to see that there's enough for everything. There's he having a huge festival. So the Lord saw that there were two to four rooms filled with rice. And there were rows of wood for burning stacked like mountains. So they're cooking on wood. And he's seeing these storerooms. It's like when you, when you, when I first went to this Nathwar temple and Prabhupada talked about that. It was probably the most opulent worship. It's just amazing. And they have, they have a well of, of fresh ghee. They have rooms of cardamom and spices. Every day from Vrindavan, there's a bus that comes with Jamuna water. Plate, the best mangoes in India. It, it's just flooded with this love. So Lord Chaitanya is now checking and he saw five rooms filled with earthen pots for cooking. And he saw two to four rooms filled with skinless mangdal. <laughs> That's ecstatic. He saw five to seven rooms filled with various cloth, 10 to 12 rooms filled with leaf plates and leaf cups. The Lord saw two to four rooms um, filled with flat rice, and he saw thousands of banana bunches. No one knew from where so many coconuts, beetle nuts, and beetle nets came from. No one can estimate how many rooms were filled with patola, eggplant, banana stems, potatoes, sock, and the upper portions of the arabi plant. He saw thousands of pitchers filled with milk and yogurt, and he saw condensed milk, sugar candy, and sprouted mung, 
why in the Chaitanya Charitamrita are there pages and pages of descriptions of Pasadam food? Because when we read that and we see the elaborate preparations that are made, when we see that, we should see it's an expression of love. And the whole purpose of Rasa Shastra is not just intellectual, it's, it, it's, it's experiential, it's even emotional. You should see that and, 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 and you should see love. Just like reading the 10th Canto of Bhagavatam, it's, it's not just seeing forms, it's seeing consciousness which is represented by forms and actions. There's a mental disability called autism. There's a spectrum, I know, but you know, basically what it means is, is people just don't have the ability to read minds. So they can't socially function. Because when you talk to someone, you interact, you're not just seeing their, their, their forms, it's an expression of their minds. And that's how you interact. So when you read the 10th canto, it's not just forms. We shouldn't be spiritually artistic, autistic. We should see the mind and what's expressed. And, and, and same thing when this food is cooked, we should see the, 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 the love. I see my, my friend Henry's there. He, he, he invited me to his house when Jamuna was having the 20th anniversary of Bana Bihari. And I remember there were even like golden grapes over the doors. I mean, everything was so fun. You got a little basket of things and there were two plates of, and she fused geese for weeks or something. And there was, remember there was a Spanish plate and an Indian plate and there was calligraphy of, of our name tags. So there was so much manifestation of devotion and you would feel it when you go and you see over the doors, I don't know if she painted, I don't know what it is like, and all you would just see love, love, and you, you would feel that, that thing. And then I remember she cooked breakfast one morning and she made oatmeal. <laughs> it was the supreme personality of oatmeal. It was so good that oatmeal. And not only that, the love in which it was served. I can't believe I was so fortunate that I got to have Jamuna's oatmeal. So he, 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 the, the, uh, the Lord saw unlimited pots of oil, salt, and ghee. And I am unable to describe everything. On seeing these extraordinary arrangements, the Lord's heart was struck with wonder. Chatmakar, it was just overwhelming. Look how much devotion. Look how much devotion. And that's the way it should be when we come into a, a temple. <laughs> Someone comes in, they should be overwhelmed by devotion. Look, look how many people are serving. Look how, 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 how many manifestations of devotion there are. When you see the devotees and when you eat the quality of the prasadam, 
And what Lord Chaitanya here is, the people that are greeting people. When I used to go to the Brooklyn Temple, I remember at the door was, I think, Sunita and Daivi Shakti. And they would put tilak on you. <laughs> it was, everything was just, and the prasadam was unbelievable, and the kirtans and everything. And you'd go in there and it would be the spiritual world. And what's the opposite of spiritual world? I went to this one temple in India that I used to visit that was so vibrant when the Rachari was there. And Satyaraj wanted to get some books there. So I went with him and I hadn't gone there for 10 years. And I went to the temple and the first thing, what did you find out? They had to wake up some brahmachari who had the key to the book room. It was so depressing, <laughs> no bhakti. But I went to another temple of another one of the disciples who left that place. And I saw hundreds, literally 200 Western devotees just running around blissfully, nonstop, doing service, feeding thousand people with feasts of prasadam. I walked out of there with 20 books as a gift. They gave me a gift. They published 20 books. So it's so instructed for us of really what bhakti is, what the movement of Lord Chaitanya is, and what Prabhupada actually gave us. The Lord said, these opulences are not possible for an ordinary human being. I think in Vaitacharya must be Mahesh. How can an ordinary person, human being, possess such opulences? Only Mahadev possesses such opulences. Okay, it, again, so somehow or other, I began, I didn't know what I would say, but these descriptions are, okay. Henry, you wanna begin? You seem to wanna share something. Well, I'm just so happy, so happy, so happy. I'm so happy to hear you too, reminding me of the Yamuna event at my house. That was like one of the most special days. And she got us so engaged in service. I, I just, I, it was like days, you know, she was up for three whole days, day and night. I could hear her all night long working to prepare everything. No sleep for 72 hours, I guarantee it. And she brought in like, like, um, magnolia leaves and magnolia branches and she spray painted them gold and she decorated the doorways and the um and the mantelpiece and um every little detail was so spectacular it's, it's just wonderful thank you so much for reminding me of it mara i remember that i remember that when you came in there was things sprayed gold over the door as you came into the living room, which served as the temple room, above the door that was sprayed gold. And I remember everyone got a little basket of goodies. And then I remember when we sat down at the table, there were two different plates of pasada. One was, I think, a Spanish type thing, and one was an Indian type thing. And she personally, with the calligraphy, 
made the name tags of everyone. It was a great event. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Henry. Thank you, Maharaj. <laughs> that was like being in Chaitanya Charitamrita. <laughs> and that's what the point is. You could duplicate the spiritual world with that mood of service from a pure devotee who had that desire to please. And you saw it manifest in beauty, <laughs> in tastes, in visuals, in sound. And then I remember, you know, we had little programs in the morning because we were there for several days. By your grace, I was there for several days. And we do kirtan, I just remember just her whirling around very gracefully. Appreciate, you know, in ecstasy for the kirtan. I only knew, I only wish I knew then what I know now about who she was. But Tamal Krishnamarch told me personally that Prabhupada said that Jamuna was in Bhava. So, okay, Haridas. Hey, bro. <laughs> okay. Jumuna Jaya, you want to say something quickly? And then others will say? You have a reflection? Okay. Maybe she's not there. Okay. Anybody else like to say something? Hi. Yeah, Kinchana, go ahead. Kinchana. I love what you just said now. If only I understood who, who Mother Yamuna was. Um, maybe I understood something, but I feel like I appreciate her more now. That was a very nice comment. Right? T tell everybody what her instruction was to you. She said, Akinchana Krishnadas has a real opportunity to serve the Sankirtan movement as long as he doesn't become a performer. <laughs> and you took that to heart. That's nice. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. I, I've probably failed on that many times too. Okay. okay. Hi. Um, yeah. Who else? Hi, Krishna Maharaj. May Christmas. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Thank you very much. Um, I love okay. hearing about about Mother Yamuna Devi, of course. Um, her instruction to me was um, to sing loudly um, and enthusiastically in kirtan and not care what you sound like. Um, not to worry what your voice sounds like or how well you can sing, um, but just to chant um, with love. That's the essence. Evam Vratasvapriya Namakrita when Lord Chaitanya's um, when Lord Chaitanya's guru told him, I'm to tell you the essence of Bhagavatam, he quoted that verse. One should chant without any inhibition and without any attachment. Yeah, that's great. Okay, who I else? also wanted to I also wanted Go to ahead. thank you for your memory of, of the New York Temple. Um that was, I think, maybe 1969 or so. Um, also, my, I remember walking up those steps, my first temple, 
and I still can feel um, Mother David Shakti's finger on my forehead applying the T-lock as I walked in. I had no idea what was going on. Um, so thank you very much for that. It was quite an atmosphere. I think it's more like they moved there in about 70. Because mm. I, 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 when I came back from California, I went to try to find them. And I went to 61 Second Avenue, because that's what uh-huh. the address of the temple was. They moved from 26 Second Avenue to 61 Second Avenue. And when I went there, they gave me the address of the Henry Street Temple. And then I walked up the, yeah, the yeah, it was quite, and the instance. And the, the really thing yeah. was, is, is Prabhupada inspired people to perform pure devotional service, <laughs> mm. to give their lives to Krishna. And, and even if they couldn't maintain that level, because Prabhupada was, you know, wanted to take over the world in 10 years. <laughs> Even if they couldn't maintain that level, the taste and spirit they got from that stayed in their hearts. It's amazing. Well, that's totally my story because I didn't, I couldn't keep up with it at all. And after maybe two visits or so, I, I didn't go back. Um, but I was maybe 13 years old, and it was uh, almost it was maybe an hour and a half uh, subway ride you know, all the way from upper Manhattan down into Brooklyn. I thought I was going into another universe. I really was. It was amazing. And the thing is, there was no real train or bus that went there. (laughs) Right. It was a long walk after the subway. (laughs) A long, long walk. It somehow is the the least accessible place. I remember that. I used to hitchhike there. in a day where that wasn't risking your life. <laughs> okay. Anybody else want to say hello? Hi, Krishna Maharaj. I, I was really appreciating the analogy you made using the water, you know, to, to compare the dham with Iskan temples. Thank you yeah. for that. Hey, very good. Anybody else? Thank you, Gurungi. Anybody <laughs> else? That's it now. You're Gurungi. It's finished. Anybody else? Hey, Christian Gurumaj. Govinda. Thank you for class. Harry Bow. Harry Bow. Thank you. Nice to see you. Good to see you as well. Anybody else? Good. Everybody. Hare Krishna Gumaraj, Tota Gopinath here. Kishori Radha. Hare Bo. Yudhisthira. Yudhisthira. Hare Bo. Love the background. Me too. <laughs> Hare Bo. I will on Wednesday go to Radha Charan's place with Bhakti Vidya Purnamaraj and Sad Bhuj or Chinese Prasad. <laughs> okay. Um, anybody else? Hare Krishna Guru Maharaj, Brajaradhe here. Haribo, Brajaradhe. Hare Krishna. 
I will look forward when I'm back in New Jersey to visiting you and your family. That was the highlight of my COVID. <laughs> okay. Anybody else? Okay. Thank you. Bunch of culpa to Rubia's job.